0: let's see what did matthew say he was busy but why was he busy but forever why? but why but why oh yeah he but can't why? He, yeah he said can't do today shame love being on and the last episode was so annoying lol
1: oh is that the one where you ranked consoles yeah oh yeah what okay why did you even put pc on Frank's there fault. like did you just do ah, that to be annoying frank did it
2: i gave you all a veto i should have and i it. started with a definition of what consoles are Because I saw this happening, and I was doing everything within my power to keep it from happening, and none of you stopped it.
0: The reason I didn't do it is because I I knew that Frank was going to be pouty for the rest of the episode if I did it, but what I didn't think about is that considering I was gonna not like it and complain about it, he was gonna be patty for the rest of the episode anyway.
1: Yeah, when you put like PC on number 10 out of 20 or something, it's like, what is even the point of it being on the list? Yeah, yeah, I should've just vetoed it. It's like, oh yes, the Wonder Swan color is better than the PC, which can play like. Oh, well, that's what I think.
2: What is this list even saying? Still unpurchased by Bobby Kodik. This is episode 220 of Insert Credit, a relentlessly paced Hepta Daily program where a panel of video game experts must answer any question I ask within six minutes or experience the reproach of a horrible buzzer. I'm Alex Jaffe, and the first time I played Tetris was on a hotel TV with my mom.
0: Uh, I'm Brandon Sheffield, and when did I first play Tetris? This is a very good question to which I'm not sure the... Oh, I think it was at my friend's house who had chronic asthma. And so he often had to be on one of those ventilator inhaler thingies. Like the the one that straps over your mouth. Hmm. He had an NES. And so I played a lot of NES games at his house. And sometimes when he was on that thing, he would get in a weird zone and couldn't play Tetris. So I played Tetris at his house while he was on a ventilator.
1: I, I still don't remember what those sound like. Um, I'm Liz Ryerson. And, oh, sorry. <laughs> did you want to introduce
2: me? No, no. Go for it.
1: I'm Liz Ryerson. And the first time I played Tetris was Game Boy Tetris. It was actually the very first game that my family owned like the, wow. at all. And it was the only game that my parents ever seemed to like.
2: Yeah, uh, well, like I said, it was the first game that I saw my mom playing and she let me play it with her at some point. I think when we were visiting Florida before we moved there, that might have been why we were at a hotel. Anyway, that's my first experience with video games. So it's all her fault.
0: <laughs> all went downhill from there.
2: We're doing a Homier episode this week due to a couple scheduling conflicts and some technical difficulties. These supply
0: constraints are getting ridiculous can't even find any, uh, podcast participants these days
2: it's wild. Uh, yeah. The CDC says we have to keep our podcast to a minimum of three people at a time. Yeah. That's so... probably
1: safe for
0: everyone.
1: <laughs> and maximum is Ex- what you meant.
2: Yeah. Maximum. Thank you. Yeah, maximum. Uh, appreciate the notes on my joke. Anyway,
1: <laughs> <laughs> some listener was saying that in their head though. You yeah. Know? And they're like, God, you guys get it wrong all the time.
2: <laughs> all right. So. I've thrown away my usual list of questions. And what I've done instead is loaded two websites. I have Logopedia and Moby games, both open. Cool. I'm going to randomly generate an article from each one, and you must design a game for the organization in the first result in the theme of the second result.
0: Well, I'm already confused.
2: For example, I could ask you to design a one screen arcade game for the government of Sydney, Australia.
1: Okay. Did like the local st- city government like yes the...
2: exactly okay all right your first task design a side scrolling shooter for the wwe <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i obviously they would take inspiration from uh cho aniki yeah. how so Um uh, just big bros
0: the... rotating around shooting out of their heads oh yeah <laughs> yeah um, I, I think that's right. You got big muscle dudes, and I think they would do like their their iconic poses to do special attacks. I don't know if they all have iconic poses. who's in the who's in the w w e these days
2: now the Roman reigns is one of the big guys,
0: but I guess like the undertaker was there, and Hulk Hogan was there.
2: yeah, you don't have to do the current oh roster. wait
0: the main character could be that one that one lady who everybody likes is that one lady that everybody likes
2: uh Becky Lynch
0: no. I don't know. Maybe the Oscar Oscar. She's pretty fun. So she can be kind of the, the main character. Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess people like Sasha Banks also. And then all the muscle dudes, she shoots them with the beams coming out of the top of her head, like in show And, uh, uh, man, maybe that's it. I think Liz got. And it they not.
1: say their yeah. catchphrases if they have them as like part of their special attacks, because then it it could have like a really distorted recording of their voice saying like "I'm gonna smash you." I I don't I don't follow the that's WWE, so
0: I think the main point of this game will be to really really upset wrestling fans because
2: they're very mm-hmm.
0: they love wrestling games. Uh, they'll play anyone even if they're bad, and the good ones they'll just play forever. Like. There are people still playing some of those N sixty four wrestling games because they're they're better, they they say, than the new ones.
2: Because they have the guys they like in them.
0: It's got the guys they like. No, I think it's also mechanically it what I've perceived with these wrestling games, professional wrestling games, is people like simple but contextual moves or rather simple inputs but they have a wide context. So like your throw button will do different things depending on, on whether you're close to the ropes or on the ropes or jumping yeah. or whatever. So I, I think that's the kind of thing that people um, like mechanically in those. I think I might be wrong. That sounds right. That sounds
1: like a thing a smart person would say.
2: And I think we call the game Asuka burning 130%.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It has to be over 100%.
2: Otherwise, oh, what, yeah, what are you doing, doing? Yeah, specifically? All right. Design a top-down puzzle game for Six Flags.
1: Six Flags. <laughs> it's a it's it's a to match six. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a it's a match six where you have to match six flags. Well, I was thinking because it's top down, I was thinking like a Sokoban game, but uh, maybe okay. it, it may be a match sl- six slash Sokoban game. Just like
0: Wetrix or or that weird Virtual Boy Tetris. Do those are those mm-hmm. do those count as top down?
1: i'd count it i think i think
0: wetrix is
1: top down or like isometric at least
0: because it would actually be kind of fun to do like a roller coaster tycoon hybrid where you have you're randomly given parts for different amusements and you uh have to chain them all together and then at the end but you you like ride through it but you you might get thrown off the rails or whatever because you, you didn't have enough roller coaster parts
1: yeah, you will maybe you have like people queued up and you have to like engineer it correctly and then you and then you let them in at the end and then if they like I, I mean, obviously if you're designing for six flags, you wouldn't see them getting dismembered and like all that kind of stuff. But if you were <laughs> right. just making like an indie game, you could part of the fun could be seeing them horribly die. I'm actually starting to get into this idea <laughs> where like you okay, you've got a queue of people,
0: almost lemmings like right. they're gonna feed in to the entrance. And you have to like start building uh, amusements as they arrive, and as they're paying, you get more money, and more more amusement chunks come down, and you have to place stuff in time for them to because they keep paying money as they're in there. The oh, longer wow. they're in there, they pay money, so
1: you got to keep them going because you're charging them like ten dollars for a bottle of water.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. But if you mess up, then they all just die horribly, and um, that's part of the danger of it. I'd part play of the it. fun.
1: That sounds like, yeah, that sounds actually pretty fun.
2: Uh, yeah, the challenge isn't to get the game made. It's just to design it. So Thank goodness. I think we're good here. All right. Uh, design a tower defense game for the Portugal Board of Tourism. <laughs>
0: tower defense for Portugal. Okay, so I worked with a Portuguese guy for a while. Here we go. And he was very defensive of the country's wine. I think what what we would do is, oh yeah, and also the town that he came from had like a castle that was never defeated in, in battle because no, of, really, like, well,
1: so, so this is actually perfect. Yeah.
0: So it had like a cliff facing the water and, and people couldn't defeat it. So what's happening is all these wine importers are, are coming in and they're trying okay. to uh, offload their cheap Italian wines. Uh, I love Italian wine by the way. And, uh and you've got to, you've got to throw your superior grapes at them in, in order to, <laughs> Keep them from from sieging your your port right. with your cliff face citadel. That's
1: that's my idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd, I'd imagine you'd have to ward off like uh, drunk Spanish people and also tourists. Oh yeah, tourists, mm-hmm. um, Spanish
0: tourists, uh, British tourists. Yeah. What are the kinds of tourists you got? Uh, occasionally American tourists. Those are probably the most powerful and worst. Those are bosses. <laughs> um, they show up and they're like,
1: "Where's
0: my cat?"
1: And they just vomit everywhere. It's, they
0: throw up and they're like, Who speaks American?
1: I'm sure Portugal would, would actually love that. It's
0: hilarious that every every region has a version of that person. It's Americans in a bunch of places, but then like when you go to um South Asia, it's like Australians. <laughs> you <laughs> mm-hmm. just got drunk Australians everywhere. And then in Maybe it's you know, like go- Danish people or something go to <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's it's somebody everywhere. You go to go to Poland, and then you see a bunch of drunk British people being like, "I'm on my holiday." <laughs> they're just like wrecking into stuff, and they're like, "Look at all these poor people," or whatever, even though uh, they're not poor in Poland anymore.
2: I wonder if the relationship between Spain and Portugal is like the relationship between the U.S. and Canada.
1: I thought it was similar from like like Ireland and the U.K., but maybe maybe I, maybe
0: I don't I... feel like Spain and Portugal have a huge beef. I mean, they speak different like la- I mean, they do, but like they speak right. different languages and stuff. They're not like we're too close and we're too similar. They they definitely are like we are entirely different peoples and don't mess around calling us the same thing. Whereas. Americans and Canadians getting mistaken for each other. It's like, well, fair enough.
2: All right. Here's an entirely different concept. Design a platforming game for Ariana Grande.
0: So is it one that she wants to play or one that she stars
1: in?
2: Uh, I think it's to promote the Ariana Grande brand. Okay. Oh, you know, it would help if she wanted to play it
1: it's so interesting for me to think about like a vanity project that's a that's a platformer because that doesn't usually happen anymore usually it'd be like a you know a sims style game where you you would like make your outfits or you it's like a career building thing sort of like the kim kardashian thing so i wonder if you could introduce elements of that into the platformer of like the it's a puzzle platformer but the puzzles are about uh navigating career obstacles and uh you know managing your day and your brand and all that kind of crap
2: you know ariana grande specifically has more range in terms of the video game world than say your kim's kardashian uh she was a an rpg character in a mobile final fantasy so she Uh could like fight alongside your black mages and whatnot she had this big uh, Fortnite concert. I think she's a skin in Fortnite as well. So there are literally a number of action-oriented games where you can play as Ariana Grande.
0: Yeah, I think it should be a game where uh,
1: the more you sing, the bigger you get.
2: Maybe, yes. yeah,
1: yeah, maybe it could be like a medieval fantasy thing, but she's like the the medieval fantasy version of a pop star.
2: Mm-hmm. And she yeah, has like, like- a Yuna from Final Fantasy X-2. Yeah, yeah yeah
1: something like that yeah and like uh, she has powers related to performance but also mm-hmm. there might be like a a story about managing her career or her and she should and use
0: like her, her her lush long ponytail to um as a as an attack like dixie yeah. kong mm-hmm yeah like dixie kong. exactly you, like dixie did King. any of you play the the jennifer lopez platform game that came out last year in no
1: tell me about it uh, wait well, there's a okay <laughs> yeah so
0: um it's a it's like a i really actually miss the days of adver gaming when Mm -hmm. people would actually do this kind of thing but she had a new line of shoes with dsw and they just made a platform game starring jennifer lopez running around and she says things like i'm still jenny from the block or whatever it's it's really stupid and cute and you're just you're just picking up shoes jumping around picking up shoes and you try to get a high score
2: are they platformer shoes
0: um, some of them are platforms. Let me hey. see. yeah, they, well, I mean, they have heels. I wouldn't say they're platform, but there is a big picture of a platform shoe in uh, the background of the first stage, which I
1: think is supposed to be.
0: You Brooklyn. know what?
2: I, I have no complaints. Perfect game. They did the job. Yep. so yeah okay. I,
1: I think it, i think it could be something like that except with like a, a supernatural like fantasy element of that mm-hmm. since yeah. there has been a version of that already with ariana grande and like it could be like a, a vaguely fictionalized version in like a fantasy world who has some kind of supernatural powers or something
0: the second player um in co-op is um ariana pequena
1: and she also has the power to change her race. Okay, sorry. I won't make that
2: <laughs> Ooh. Rekt. Rekt. Oh, boy. Okay, now we have to go on. Uh, design <laughs> an 8-bit role-playing game for Monday Night Football.
0: Oh, man, that would rule. It's too bad Tim's not here for, for this. <laughs> I think he's already yeah, designed. Perfect. He's actually already designed this. The easy answer for me is the game that Tim has already designed in his mind around this. <laughs>
1: you know, like sort of like a career mode in like a Madden game or something, except more, you know, more over the top, more something like, like Barkley's shut up and jam Gaiden or something like that, where you have, uh, you know, you have like a specific team and your team is like, is like kind of like the outsiders, like yeah, you're you're the the bad news, of, Bears, whatever. Yeah. You're the, you're the lions. You're the Browns. Um, my, my favorite team of football you're you're the team that everyone sort of like laughs at and you're and and you're trying to like manage your career and sort of and you can play and sort of like in golf story or something like that like the combat could be like simulated plays in like a in like a football game and you know with like a commentator like talking over it and being like you know commenting on what you're doing but it could be like because plays and football are kind of turn based uh you could have that like where you could simulate like part of a game and that could be basically like the combat
0: there's a game that i think i've mentioned on the show before for the super nintendo or super famicom really it never came out here called deer boys it's kind of like a sim game for cute basketball boys <laughs> And you like send them to class and whatever kind of stuff, but then they have to play basketball. And when you play basketball, you have like sets of moves that you choose from and which character is going to do it. So like this guy's going to run down field and this guy's going to, or up court, I should say, and this guy's going to do a layup and this guy's going to try to slam it in. And so you kind of stack these up and it, it, it works surprisingly well. And, for me, as a person who just never wound up figuring out how to get engaged with sports, I was really into it that way. And I, and ever since then, I was like, I'd probably understand the rules of football if you broke it down to me like a JRPG. And so... Uh,
1: I think that would be pretty neat. I would like to play it. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah. I was a fan of Golf Story a lot. So something similar for, for football could be a lot of fun. I also just thought of there's a like a Sega CD game where you like sponsored by like Scotty Pippen or something. It's like an FMV mm-hmm. game. Slam there's City. Like, yeah, <laughs> Slam City. But it's like you could have like romance options too and things like that of like people on the, you know, side who are like, you know, there's like. Isn't there romance in Slam City? I don't know. Maybe they were just, maybe the people I was watching play were just making a lot of homoerotic jokes, but I felt like there's <laughs> there could be like a, 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 just a vague, like life sim dating sim element, like on the side or something, you oh, yeah. know, yeah, I'd be into it, which, which, uh,
0: popular basketball players throughout time. Do you want to date?
2: That transitions perfectly into my next concept here, uh, design a dating simulation for now. That's what I call music.
1: <laughs> yeah okay um well i assume you'd get a lot of licensed music that you could use for it so yeah sure. would... but it all has to be like pretty bad yeah so you got like post malone and you
0: can i know some make... people
1: who would get pissed off at you at that but that's yeah well that's too bad I, for don't, them. I don't
2: really care but... uh, brandon is strictly pre-malone <laughs> <laughs>
1: i
0: feel like post malone would be on now that's what i call music for better or worse you know what i will
1: actually look up who's on the latest now while you continue
0: oh yeah it would also not surprise me if now that's what i call music is actually just all stuff from the 90s still uh, 90s, yeah. early 2000s and it's it's now it's just 45 year olds buying it
2: that was what i called music
1: that was what i called then wow some of these are pretty old for like what do we get oh wait no is this the was this the last one that they did okay this is 2011. Maybe oh, maybe, no. Well, no maybe they didn't do one after that. Wait, what's the 108? Is the is the is the newest
2: one? Now that's what I call music. 108 is all uh, Boris and Number Girl, right? Yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Now it's Olivia Rodrigo, Miley Cyrus, Dua Lipa, The Weeknd, Billy Eilish. It's just it's just mainstream pop music. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, and what are we designing for them?
2: A uh, dating sim.
0: A dating sim. Is isn't that literally just the tabloids, like matching up? Dua Lipa and, and Post Malone?
1: <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> think something. there could be little vignettes and there are different characters who are kind of have scenarios that are like kind of described in the song. Like you could have a teenager like who's trying to get their driver's license. And there's like an element around that where, you know, it's like your heart's been broken. I'm just tr- thinking of that driver's license song or you know it could be like little vignettes that are designed around that based on the songs yeah okay
0: what what if it's designed around the content of the song because they're all just about people trying to have sex with each other anyway and then you have to play a little rhythm game but you choose the people that you're trying to get closer together with with each ah. song and, and they all and as you play you find out their likes and dislikes and which songs will be more predisposed if you do them well to uh yeah like certain songs become
1: associated with them yeah that's our song is what they'll is what they'll say when you do
0: it this is starting
2: to sound a little ballon wonderworldy is it how as much as i (laughs) i I will admit i've only seen the cutscenes from that game and none of the actual (laughs) gameplay
0: it's it's like a dreamcast platformer is what got it that game is uh that game
1: is very off-footing
2: looking to me (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I appreciate that. Design an FMV game for the UK National Lottery.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh Ahoy, me bums a governor there's a company called uh that i've been kind of vaguely obsessed with called whales interactive and they published like almost exclusively fmv games they they made this game called soul axiom which is like it's not really a good game i i wouldn't recommend it per se but i'm like fascinated by the game but they they made they published like a lot of these like kind of weird like i think it's government funded like fmv games a lot of them are like mysteries one of them was like that like gamer girl one that people were talking about like it was a woman being harassed by i i don't know i don't remember it like people on twitter got mad at, at it like you know last year or 2 years ago it's hard for me to even remember oh the game
2: about the twitch streamer yeah yeah i remember oh that's that. right
1: yeah so I, I'd imagine it, it'd probably be like a touristy thing or something about. Yeah, like... I think
0: I think you've given me a, a direction here, which is you—you you got like a Cockney governess, you got a chimney sweep, yeah, uh, etc. All the usual British <laughs> characters, True. and uh, they win the national lottery, and you have to guide them through spending their money in a financially oh, responsible manner, and so, so you they can, don't
2: end up in personal ruin.
0: So they don't end up in personal ruin. Do they get robbed by some chavs? Well, you'll have to. Guide them into the right direction.
2: (laughs) Don't let it fall out the back of a lorry. What I
1: was... (laughs) What I was thinking is it could be like uh, you're like doing research on the like history of the city, and you're trying to solve some old like murder mystery, and through it you discover the magic of the you know whatever the of the national lottery of the <laughs> national. Oh right, I forgot there's a lottery element. Yeah,
0: it's it's specifically the national lottery. It's uh, it's <laughs>
1: that's
0: why I was talking about them spending. Well, money. through
1: it you discover you discover why why gambling is good but also bad. Gambling is great and you should do it.
0: Does it us.
2: fund children's education in the UK? Maybe you go see some schools and like, oh, the kids are all benefiting from all the money you spend on gambling.
0: <laughs> yeah. They're all calling you Gevna and you're <laughs> like Yeah. They're
1: like, I used to want some more porridge, but today <laughs> we have a whole school and now I can eat a single slice <laughs> of bread. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's and that's and then you and win.
2: That's the game. <laughs> all right. Our next one right here. Okay design a vr racing game for the rocky franchise
0: okay um you're the um this this (laughs) makes more sense with punch out uh which is still rocky but your trainer is like a little guy in that
2: okay yeah you're a little guy
0: isn't the trainer man isn't he tiny in in that sequence where you like lewis yeah isn't he small when you have to like do all your training i guess I was just thinking about him being able to ride various Rockies, <laughs> and that's the vehicle. <laughs> you're on Rocky 1, Rocky 2. It's, it's like a Master master Blaster situation. It's
2: like Mario Kart Double Dash, but you're um, uh, Burgess Meredith in that first movie. You're a you're, bum rock. Yeah, that's right. And you have to like shout pejoratives in the ear of uh, the race car driver to make him go faster.
0: Well, no, he's just running he's just running he's running up and down the stairs
1: yeah i think the race could be like the training sections of something like punch out uh like or you know like the training montage where your trainer is on a bike and like you're running but then then there's like some side plot where you're being chased by a gang who like kidnapped your sister or whatever and they're like see if you can get away with this one rocky (laughs) you're washed or whatever and and then you're like no i'm not i'm gonna beat you up and then you you have to but you have to train because you have low self-esteem and you have to beat them in like a drag race or something like Mm -hmm.
0: that and you also have to at some point you race against dolph lundgren um you race against uh mr Mr. t T, and then um instead of a horn honking button you have an
2: adrian Adrian! right it's it's like mario in luigi's mansion Mm -hmm. exactly
0: that's it i mean we did it we got a lot of good games coming out here. <laughs> yeah,
2: these these all sound like some of them are great. <laughs> some real winners. Uh, I'd play that Ariana Grande game. Uh, design a bullet hell for the Tasmanian devil. <laughs> I mean,
1: pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So
0: a bullet hell for the Tas- Tasmanian devil. He can like spin through anything, but he he does sometimes get dizzy. Um, And if he hits a certain kind of solid object, he'll go bunk. Yeah. And if he hits something when he's not spinning, then that causes trouble. So you, your only button, I mean, you can move and you can spin and those are the things you can do. And you can spin the bullets away from yourself to hit uh, opposing ships, but Uh, you have to manage when you're spinning. So Mm -hmm. sometimes you just have to dodge. You have a spin meter that declines. And when it's empty or uh, like when it gets fully empty, you get dizzy and you approach, you you can't move as well. Um, So you have to manage it carefully when you're spinning and not spinning. When you're not spinning, you're just avoiding. And when you're spinning, you can run into all the bullets and slam back into... Enemies. I actually kind of. Uh, I kind of like this idea.
1: <laughs> so I, I was. I was thinking of something a little different. Of that, like you know, you would be moving around normally, and then like when you start spinning, like it's like a normal kind of exploration game or whatever. Or you know, it's like a normal stage and then when you start spinning it becomes a bullet hell and like your your movement becomes more and more like unstable or something so maybe there's only a limited amount of time where you can enter that mode yeah, that's an interesting idea but there's only a limited amount of time where you can be in the exploration mode either because you have like a rage meter or whatever like that makes you have to spin at some i, I don't know some sonic the werehog stuff going on
0: yeah yeah well we got two
2: If I know one thing about video games, it's that when you touch fuzzy, you get dizzy. And if I know two things about video games, it's that poochie ain't stupid. Uh, So Mm -hmm. here's our next one. Design a party game for Walmart.
1: I mean, Walmart could actually cash in on the idea that people in the middle of nowhere uh, who don't have any other social thing to do in their uh, the places they grow up, such as where I grew up, will go to Walmart at like 2 a.m. and run around in the aisles and like mess with the shopping carts. They could... Like, yeah, I was thinking
0: it could be you know. like supermarket sweeps um, where you're trying to get all the stuff as quickly as possible off the shelves, the right things. You got to get all the right stuff. They did just reveal their like idea for the metaverse and how you could virtually shop and have a terrible uh an even worse experience
2: oh yeah i saw that probably
0: not that that's not much of a party um yeah i mean i don't want to make there's that like humans of walmart account or whatever i don't want to make fun of people but uh there's a lot of there's a lot of folks that go to the walmart
1: I think it could be like a Harold and Kumar go to White Castle thing where it's like teens who are bored and then they have some kind of magical journey at
2: at, at this Walmart. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's called Teens Who Are Bored Go to Walmart. I
2: was thinking it was uh, Kumar's Mystical Journey. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. That's a callback from uh, from this show, is it not? Yeah. <laughs> it think. might be. Okay. Was it Matthew Kumar's Mystical uh, Journey? I thought you were talking about Matthew Kumar's Mystical Journey.
2: I was talking about Goman's Mystical Journey.
0: Oh. oh, man. I thought... I, hmm anyway uh i i think that's as good as we're gonna get on this one
2: yeah uh we'll be right back after we take a quick break and recharge our creative muscles this is a weird one but it's a good one it's a weird one (laughs) i think this is a fun episode welcome back To insert credit, it's our adver game design impromptu special with Brandon Sheffield and Liz Ryerson. That's us. That's you. That's me. Your next challenge, (laughs) as I've determined here, is design a gotcha game for Good Morning America.
1: (laughs) Hmm. Okay, I have to look up who is actually on Good Morning America. Uh,
0: So I I don't know the mechanic, but I know what the gotcha is. I know what you're gotcha ing. I know what you're getcha ing. What are you getting? <laughs> guests on the yes. show. You're getting the guests, and the ones that are more interesting are more rare. And the rarest of all are the various hosts. And there have been a few hosts of Good
1: Morning America. Okay, so it's right now, currently, it's Robin Roberts, uh, George Stephanopoulos, and Michael Strahan, the, the football player, former right. football player. Interesting.
0: They don't have a woman on there at this time. Robin Roberts. Oh, that's a woman.
2: Yeah, you were thinking of Robert Robin.
1: Clearly, I don't know who these people are. <laughs> um, George
0: Stephanopoulos
1: is like some vaguely. I think he was like a Clinton person. Mm-hmm. I've heard that like name. Politics guy. Robin Roberts has just I hosted a bunch of different TV shows. Like, oh, she, she was, was a sportscaster. She was on ESPN originally. Okay, that's where I remember.
0: Wikipedia says she was the first open openly LGBTQ plus woman to host the American TV show Jeopardy.
2: I did not know that.
0: Guess she hosted Jeopardy for a little bit.
2: I feel like there's some kind of mechanic where you take the guests that you have earned through the gotcha mechanics and try to build an interesting show out of it where the game is engaging them in a way that keeps viewers interested. And the more interesting the guests are, the easier that is to do or the more you can play to the strengths of that, depending who's who your host lineup is, because you have a you have a party of three hosts. And then yeah. you have the guests that you uh, interview to keep the audience engaged. You have engaged. The guests
0: and you have interview questions and there has to be kind of a versus element. And so yes. uh, this is a world where everybody has their own Good Morning America show uh-huh. and you have to compete to see who gets the most views or else um, you get uh good nighted America.
2: <laughs> and the game is called the United States of Good Morning America yeah okay there you mm,
1: or you could i mean it could be framed like you are the good morning america hosts like you have yeah. plays them but the show is in danger of being you know uh canceled because it's out of date or whatever so you're trying to like re-engage the audience but you mm-hmm. know with your with your next season or whatever and when you lose it says bad morning america yeah <laughs> it Says america had a bad morning yeah
2: a little cartoony animation of george stephanopoulos crying yeah, oh, man, I'd be good. Do you think it's actually. morbid that the Jeopardy games still use Alex Trebek as like the uh, avatar? Um, mm. I, don't I don't know.
0: No, I mean, what, what what are the Madden games going to do not be called Madden? I don't know.
2: I guess, but That's like, true. I, it's not like you see John Madden's face all over the game. Uh, but like when you play these Jeopardy games, it's like a Nintendo me version of Alex Trebek kind of hosting everything. And it feels a little morbid.
1: Even new version? Like from the last year? I I believe so, yeah. I don't oh.
0: know. I, I, I played a like a tactics game made in China with Mary Antoinette in it. Felt okay
2: yeah but marie antoinette died hundreds of years ago yeah
1: i can see how that would be a significant difference the problem is they if if they had had like a more permanent host to the show then right they would probably just yeah there's there's not
2: really an alex Trebek replacement i
0: I feel like it's okay as long as they're not bastardizing him or like faking his voice or right no it's
2: just text it's just text boxes yeah they probably
1: yeah they already had the license to use his likeness. I heard I, a sound.
2: Yeah, uh, I just heard somebody punching
3: <laughs> me. Oh, yeah, yeah, hello. Oh, hey, I we Oh, hey, Tim, Here welcome. Uh, hello, and welcome back to my show. Uh, Tim Rogers, everybody. Oh, my God. Uh, um, I was having trouble getting into the call, everyone on the show. Just like, you know, I've been listening this whole time, and uh, I haven't liked any of what I've heard. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding.
2: How would you like to join us for this uh Silly concept of an episode we're doing right now.
3: Oh, the the advert game. Uh, I I heard you talking about Alex Trebek. uh, Yeah. Cartoon Alex Alex Trebek. Chibi Trebek.
2: Where there's like a little text balloon saying, hey, if you buy some gems, you could get free entries into this uh, tournament.
3: Yeah,
1: the thing is they they probably just have permission to use his likeness. Uh right. and they don't have they couldn't get permission to like, you know, use 10 different hosts likenesses or whatever.
3: There's yeah. nobody else who's iconically uh, I mean, rogerebert.com has a uh, Roger <laughs> Ebert's name at the top of rogerebert.com. So I figure uh it's good enough for rogerebert.com. I think they can keep using it. Uh, there's nobody named Roger Ebert working for rogerebert.com now. It's like 12 dudes and uh, five or six Ladies, uh, there's a bunch of people who are, none of them are named Roger or Ebert.
1: It would be funny if one of them
2: legally changed their <laughs> name to, <laughs> yeah. to be a Roger Ebert.
3: I'd do it. I sure. actually think all those critics on RogerEbert.com are kind of cool. So uh, I follow a bunch of them on Twitter. Shout out to all of those.
2: Here is our next concept. Design a fighting game mm-hmm. for BBC Arts and Culture.
3: Oh, <laughs> hmm. BB Carts and Culture. Yeah. Uh, so it's about baby carts? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, baby cards,
0: um, and they We fight. did already
1: have one about like the UK lottery board or whatever. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So it's all the people from the UK lottery board game, uh, fighting. You got your chimney sweep, you got your cockney nanny. You got a school mom, you got, um, you got uh,
2: John Cleese doing the silly walk as like his movement cycle. What, what was the kind of game again? I'm sorry, A uh, fighting game for BBC arts and culture,
3: the TV channel, BBC arts and culture. It is a TV channel, right? Correct. Yeah. Because I I just went to their website, and uh, it looks like Star Trek is on BBC Arts Channel. They run Star Trek reruns. (laughs) Okay. So, that's basically... So, in other words, it's it's arts and culture kind of the same way the History Channel and the Learning Channel are about history and learning.
0: I guess. I was going to say it should probably be famous, like statues artists. and art
1: yeah it'd be like famous like uk famous artists so they they might have like david bowie or kate bush or somebody like that in there who's like kind of like a national symbol in the uk or in would you know. Be tag team.
3: It, it, under the inside cinema tab on bbc.co.uk slash arts there is in fact number two in the uh the inside cinema bbc iplayer playlist is david bowie yeah uh, the it's... star man himself looked to the silver screen to inspire his greatest creations i i I wonder how long this video is like a one minute 20 seconds let's find (laughs) out seven minutes okay i was close whatever
2: yeah good enough as long as it's under 10.
1: yeah i think i think it would just be like like famous british celebrities who are kind of like considered national symbols in the uk basically fighting each other Mm
0: -hmm. yeah yeah and morrissey's the weakest character
3: (laughs) yeah morrissey's dan hibiki is that it yeah uh yeah, and maybe the, maybe at the beginning of every match you see there's some sort of referee. I've I've been watching the HBO series mini series uh, Landscapers recently, starring David Thewlis and Olivia Coleman. I had previously once in my life called David Thewlis the most English man possible, <laughs> and I'd also call, called Olivia Coleman the most English woman possible so the fact that they're in this show together which is an excellent show by the way i mean so far i'm halfway through it uh is is kind of a remarkable coincidence so i would say david thulis is the uh the uh, the referee and at the and he's like he's like an interviewer at the beginning of every fight there's some sort of a guilty gear slant where it's like he's interviewing these two celebrities and he's like he just says something like all right mates let's have a laugh or whatever they have to
1: yeah that sounds good they have to have some reference to eastenders because i know it's like their days of our life la- i don't know if anybody actually talks about that show anymore
3: eastenders is lowbrow it's not uh it's not highbrow yeah, right. british culture the, the way david bowie is
2: not like coronations.
1: well maybe they'd be making fun of it or whatever oh yeah 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 there like oi this
2: ain't eastenders
1: <laughs> Olivia Colman was in The Favorite. I just saw that movie. I oh, did not. Excellent film. She loves being in movies. She's
0: in a lot of stuff these days.
3: If I were her, uh, and I were so good at what I do, I would be in a lot of stuff as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm, I don't falter for it. She's good at stuff. And Liz Ryerson, <laughs> if you liked The Favorite, you should watch the Hulu series The Great, which is written by Tony McNamara, also the the writer of The Favorite. It's okay. it's it's about Catherine the Great, and it's about uh, Russia. So, like the favorite, oh. it's very fancy. However, it does not have that uh, that Yorgos Lanthimos dreariness to it, which, uh, I I mean, I like that dreariness. Uh, it's a bit of a, a sort of an exercise in, in tone, as in how much tone can we get away with at which time, and then a whole bunch of tones at the same time. It's neat. That's what a, a lot of rock music is like. It's a lot of tones. Morrissey would know more about that. <laughs> the more I see about about morrissey uh, the more i <laughs> the less think, i like him <laughs> is i love his politics god darn guy morrissey set back vegetarians uh he really uh, did so many times in his he life did a,
0: he did us a disservice it's like sure. i don't
3: want to i don't want to eat meat because it's gross <gasps> uh though i i don't need a guy out there acting like uh i don't know let's not get into this who cares There's somebody in the world who's like don't like his music love his politics yeah there's probably some. Is there somebody out there like that? Unfortunately, <laughs> there's got to be. Is there gotta somebody be. out there who uh, who who hates? Uh, I don't know. Never mind. Uh, who cares? Let's do what, our what next was I gonna game. Say? I don't know. You yeah, keep game. going.
2: Design an isometric adventure game for Rolex. Oh,
3: well, that would be fun. Yeah. Well, basically, it's you. It's by Sega. Okay. And yeah. you bring you bring back the old Clockwork Knight. There we go. That's basically it. The Sega and Rolex present a. Uh, Sega presents Rolex's clockwork night. Made by Climax and it's like Landstalker starring Clockwork Night in Rolex world.
1: Would it have some heavy handed plot about your fighting like the on the new technology that threatens to destroy the and then you find out that mechanical technology is superior or
3: something? The the villain's name should be the complication. <laughs> that's what I would call it, because that's a good watch word
1: i think
0: that it would take place inside of watches so you're jumping on gears and across things but you mm-hmm. also collect watches inside of the watch
1: it's all it's all tick tock clock from from mario 64. yeah
3: yeah it's a good mario level dude that is one of the best
0: yeah, yeah. go through the various watches that rolex has and you learn about their amazing parts that they have that are really useful and legitimate
3: Oh no. what Okay, nobody. Rolex wouldn't want you to uh wouldn't want it to be some sort of educational thing. Rolex is a uh, Rolex's branding is so good. Uh they're one of the immortal brands. They wouldn't try to make it some edutainment thing. Like Rolex is out there sponsoring National Geographic channel documentaries about bats in Mexico or whatever. They they're out there. That's all they do is they just put their name on stuff like that.
0: I didn't actually mean edutainment, though. I meant like they want to showcase their excellent product. They just want you to know that they use better stuff. Is what I, I mean. mean. Like
3: it's not just it's not just better stuff. I mean, Rolex is Rolex. You know, Rolex used to be a working class watch. I do. You know, like Rolex just it it's just used to be a, a a good watch, and uh, now it's become this this cartoonish metaphor for itself. It's the lobster of watches. Basically, yeah. Man, I've uh, I, I I've gotta admit, I've always thought Rolexes were kinda cool. I used to go to this uh this Nakano Broadway. There was a, a used Rolex shop in Nakano Broadway. remember that one, Brandon? you probably sure seen do. it. I, we we yeah. never went in there, but uh, I used to go no, in I there looked at and it. just I used to go in there and just kinda look at Rolexes and uh God would be like, Would you like to try one on, sir? And I was like, Nah. I, I mean, I don't think I'm ever gonna own a Rolex though. There's something cool about them. Once mm-hmm. you start the, the problem with watches is once you start reading about watches, uh there's no turning back. Yeah, it's a whole situation. They're actually quite interesting. You
2: get caught in the gears of real life. There is turning back once a year on daylight saving time.
3: It could take you all clockwork night to to learn about it. uh, Actually, let me just uh, say, no, Jaffe, you don't actually turn your clock back. You uh, wind it 23 hours forward. You, you can't wind a watch backwards. I stand uh, corrected. You, when, what do you do with the uh, calendar? I don't like watches that have calendar settings, so I don't know. I don't have one of those. Okay. There's an extra dial on a, on one that has a, a date on it. Yeah. Though anyway, I think uh, say, just bring back a very stately, uh, simplistic video game character and have it in a, a very simple video game that's just kind of a nice little uh, a little bespoke thing that Rolex would let people have for free because uh, Rolex primarily advertises to people who do not buy the product.
0: Yeah I'll, I'll mail away from my
3: uh, uh, Rolex presents clockwork night.
1: That might be the only thing that makes it makes it happen a new clockwork mm-hmm. night.
3: God that would be so cool.'ve I've used Rolex as an example when talking about lots of video games that I've liked in the past they've been like such and such game as like the Rolex watch like Kokuga the game Kokuga by Grev also known as Grev. Uh, I said it's like a it's like a Rolex watch. A video game. He doesn't try to give you some full-on uh, experience. It's not a smartphone with apps. It's just, here's your action game. Perfectly made. Very well machined. You like Ikaruga. You like Sin and Punishment. Yeah, we got that guy. He made this. I think maybe maybe that's my answer now. Maybe Treasure should make the Rolex watch video game.
1: That hmm. actually sounds perfect. I mean, a game like uh, Dynamite Headdy feels like a clockwork
2: world as it is.
3: That's true. Well, I think we nailed it.
2: Here's our next concept. Design an open world game for Doctors Without Borders. (laughs) Oh, man.
3: Well, it's basically, uh, it's it's Just Cause. Just reskin Just Cause, dude. (laughs) I mean, your dude's a doctor. Or Far Cry, I don't know. You shoot syringes with vaccines in them. And you're out there to just vaccinate people who are trying to run away from you because the propaganda in their country has a, the propaganda in their country has convinced them that they, they shouldn't get vaccines. So you've got like the this vaccine gun and you're just out there shooting it.
0: So I had this weird idea. You're a doctor and you choose who to help. And that affects the tide of this terrible war that's happening. Sounds awful. I hate my idea. But that's an idea that I had. I like Tim's a uh, vaccine Shot, shotgun better yeah, yeah i
1: was thinking of something that was more like understated like death stranding type of thing where it's more like you're kind of navigating through the landscape as sort of things are happening around you it isn't like a barren landscape or whatever there are actual things happening but like
3: well there's a little side quests probably
1: yeah, like something that isn't heavy on the combat per se, but is like mostly concerned with shepherding like resources to various places, sort of like in Death Stranding.
0: And here's my terrible version, which is uh, you're a doctor and you're looking for a Borders bookstore, but you don't
3: realize they've all gone bankrupt. Oh, That's good. And all, all you've got is a Barnes and Noble. All you yeah. got is a Barnes and Noble. And you're like, where's the Borders? Anybody from Manhattan knows if you ever got to use the bathroom. At barnes and noble on 17th street that's the one dude oh! that's the only place
1: that's the one where you can throw up like mario
2: into the toilet yeah
3: yeah just rush up the escalator
2: the, the bathroom in my area of new york is in the whole foods
3: oh w food yeah they got a good yeah. toilet i took a dump in that whole foods toilet once
2: uh it's a good oh! dump there
3: yeah i mean back when i was looking at apartments and generally the exact same block that you live on Quality dump. We got a Whole Foods near here, but uh, if I had to go to the bathroom real bad, um, I'm not really sure where I would go. I would have to travel a couple avenues for a reliable toilet.
2: Yeah. I think it's important to be able to identify the closest usable toilet to your apartment that isn't in your apartment in case of emergencies.
1: I don't know. I know that there is like, because I walk to the park a lot and there are actually functioning toilets in the park. Yeah. But Oh, yeah,
3: there's those there.
2: Uh, that's my recommendation for this week identify the closest public bathroom to you in case of emergency
3: in my in my parents house in indianapolis indiana every time it rains you can't use the toilet oh! from childhood remember having to go to target to take a dump because yeah. it was raining and i worked at that same target so people would be like oh what are you doing can't you just can't stay out of here can you huh you would have to endure people uh talking about the how funny it is that I'm at Target on my day off because it just happens to be raining and I can't take a dump in my parents' toilet. Bad times, Joe. I love Target so much. (laughs) At the end. Thank you.
2: All right. Here's our next one. Design a first-person shooter for Deer Park Spring Water. Okay. That's a bottled water. Yeah.
3: It's a firefighting game where uh, oh. people are people are on fire with the fi- the flames of thirst and you have this giant backpack with the logo and the backpack is shaped exactly like a bottle of water oh i like this you have like a Ghostbusters gun that you're blasting people with it and you've got to find vending machines to refill it although that's not first person though now that i think about it
1: i was thinking of like a survival uh, survival management type game where you have to like whatever manage your water consumption or whatever but that sounds oh kind of yeah boring.
2: like all the local water has been irradiated, so you can only use spring water that's been bottled?
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. Something like that. A little bit bleak. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit bleak, so maybe you would throw something. That, like...
0: I, like, I like the uh, the Burning
3: Rangers-style idea here. You could make it first-person. You just Well, then the nozzle of your gun, the barrel of the gun, is, is just a bottle of water. Yeah. It just looks like a plastic water bottle. Yeah, and you can see the Deer Park logo. The logo throbbing every time you... Blast somebody! I think that's pretty good. Yeah, and and then when you shoot people, they say thank you like that exactly. Since their
0: logo says "100% natural spring water" on it, when uh, whenever you take damage, the percentage of natural spring water goes down. (laughs) Every every
1: every person who says thank you has to say it in a British accent. (laughs) Thank you,
3: thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Gov.
1: Like that in the original Deus Ex, there's a a woman who like you you'd have to get into who like asks you to get into like a club in like Hong Kong or whatever, and like like the game gives you the impression that you need to like continue to talk to her, but she just keeps repeating the same dialogue line after you get her in. She says thanks for getting me in, and it's like really (laughs) badly done. But like I kept being like, am I supposed to like do anything else here? And she just kept saying thanks for getting me in. very good
2: yeah so what's yeah. the next one uh all right uh here is our last one i think uh yeah. design a mist clone for the catholic church
0: i mean it's, isn't that just like angels and demons
1: or uh or one of those other ones i feel like a lot of like mist clones have kind of vaguely religious settings yeah Was yeah. so that are dan brown mm. one the more
0: famous one than angels and, angels and demons da vinci, the da, code. da vinci code yeah it's just The da vinci code
3: I'm going mean, to tell you what, no. Angels and Demons is a pretty good book. Dude, have you ever read that? It's hilarious. The movie <laughs> is pretty funny, I tell you what. Man, I always wanted to watch the movie. It's funny. Uh, I've seen the Da Vinci Code movie, and uh, Da Vinci Code gets all the uh, gets all the attention, although it is clearly the inferior tale. There's just so much fun in Angels and Demons. If I were making a mist clone for the Catholic Church, you'd just have it set in like some sort of... Uh, I don't know, man. The Garden of Eden? No. You would want it to be a, like drenched with with Catholic imagery. You just want to set hmm. it in Vatican City.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's mysteries of the church, except the mysteries aren't mysteries. spooky. They're, they're, yeah. they're inspiring instead.
1: I'm, well, yeah. When, I mean, like, so many mist-type games involve picking up objects and like studying them and reading them. So I feel like it would be actually a pretty perfect fit.
0: Yeah, and 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 like the area where they um, buried all the non-Catholic babies, you can't
1: access that area. That part you can't. Not you can't go to the uh, right. the residential schools in Canada or whatever.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you you're not allowed to go to those in this game. Yeah, good stuff. The end.
2: All right, I think we've reached uh, the end of our collection of advert games, and oh, really? a couple of them are okay. Mm-hmm. I'd play that Rolex one. Uh, this Holy is the God. time in the show where we recommend. Things for our listeners to do other than listen to this podcast.
0: I got a couple. Have any of you watched that movie on Netflix, The House? The House?
2: No. no.
3: It doesn't sound too exciting to me. It Just kind of sounds like it's like about a house. <laughs> I'm right. gonna be honest. It's one of those
0: new Netflix movies that just kind of came out and nobody talked about it. It's a curious animated film with three segments, each taking place in the house, the same house, and it's oh, it's stop motion. It's, it's it. It's I can't tell if it's actually stop motion or if it's... It must be. They're like made out of felt, and I feel like to actually process that in a computer would be really hard. But it's really neat looking, and it's got a great spooky vibe without... If if you want to watch something that's horror-esque without having any blood or guts or whatever, it's a good one for that. And each story is directed by a different person, has a different vibe. I just thought it was really well done, and I was delightfully surprised... I thought it was a good, a good movie all the way through. Even though it starts out with like this kind of mystery to it, it doesn't end in an unsatisfactory manner. It's not like, and here's the twist, or whatever. It just keeps keeps going in a, at a good... It's good. Y'all should watch it. Give it a look. It's also only an hour and a half, which is nice. And it does everything it needs to in that time. Boy,
3: gov. An hour and a half. Oh, man, I just looked up the house on net netflix and the first result is a salon.com article that says what the fuzzy animals of netflix's the house can teach don't look up about <laughs> dot oh dot. god oh, I'm, no. it's like, oh. I'm so tired
1: of people talking about don't look up well, jesus christ sorry about that i don't think
0: they have anything to do with each other so don't let it um, yeah
3: well it's now gonna be i'm gonna be if i do watch the movie the house uh if i watch it and if anyone listening to this now watches it they're gonna be wondering uh ooh, what could they tell uh don't look up about uh <laughs> da, da, da. something uh about uh this about uh that So they're just going to be wondering what it is. I
2: think I'm going to don't look up this article. Don't look up. Maybe it's
3: about making a good movie.
2: I'm not going to
1: look it up either. Although it it does have an actress named Mia Goth, which is a very good name. Uh, I don't know anything about Mia Goth. Mia Goth.
0: It's a Mia. Um, And then I have (laughs) one other recommendation, which is uh, the silent sea, which is also on Netflix. Have you all watched this one? no no i, I only listen a,
1: to c's that make a sound are these on fandango <laughs> believe it or not they're on Netflix. are these on are these on tubi are these on tubi tabby is this movie about the word
0: scissors this is actually believe it or not a show it is not a movie
3: a and, I, and i don't show. know if i've ever recommended a television show before on your program
1: Maybe I it's a
0: program made in korea about oh, yeah. i've, uh, I've people,
3: actually seen this one on netflix i haven't watched it what done
0: go to the moon it's on my list and then they're uh trying to find there's a, a mystery that's there and uh it's just well done a lot of people think that it is by the people that made squid game it's not it does have
1: some of the actors that were in squid you mean game that right? there's more than one uh, director. In a, in... It turns out there's a, there's a few. There's a
0: couple I thought, of. Them. I
3: thought all anime was made by uh, the people who made Akira. <laughs> no, it, it's all made by the people that made Totoro. Actually, do you do you remember in the in like the nineties when just everybody thought every anime was made by the people who made Akira?
0: Oh, you mean Japan animation?
3: First time I heard about Akira Toriyama, yeah. uh, the creator of Dragon Ball, <laughs> oh, it was yeah. a, a kid in yeah. my tenth grade class saying that he made Akira
1: yeah he named it after himself kurosawa is the same person too yeah sure
3: enough time has passed now for me to say once again it was very strange to mention haruki murakami in the 90s and then have somebody go i like ryu murakami better and it's like (laughs) oh okay are they the same guy? i don't get it (laughs) Uh, speaking of haruki murakami have any of you guys seen the film burning You Uh, see that movie No, I I was going to. I started watching it
1: and I didn't finish it, but I am intending to finish it at some point.
3: Uh, Well, it's pretty. Anyway, the reason I bring that up is Haruki Murakami, who for many, many, many years refused to let anyone adapt a film based on any of his work thinking his, felt his work was untouchable by uh, the grubby mitts of filmmakers. Uh, it turns out Burning was based on just a little short story he wrote, and it's pretty good. And somebody just based another movie on another one of his short stories, and it is also uh, uh, getting all uh, the awards buzz, that Drive My Car movie, which uh, I really very much want to watch. I think it's just funny that Hidroki uh, Murakami, uh, how do you think he feels? Do you think this was his plan, to wait until he was old, and people are starting to think he sucks? Uh, uh, they're starting to notice that he's not that great, and then uh, yeah. his his like short stories are getting adapted into award winning movies. It's, it's interesting. It's not a bad a good plan. A little interesting twist to his uh, uh, his career there. I
0: just wanted to finish up the silent sea thing because I oh, I, go think, for it. I, I think uh, particularly Tim, you would find it interesting because oh i know
3: it, i i'm i'm aware of uh, who the people who made it are uh I'm, I'm ready to watch it
0: but the the thing that i really liked about it is how it is except it perhaps in the last episode it's an interesting exercise in how slow paced you can make something while uh, really retaining interest because i think that it does a great job of being intentionally slow and building the tension of that slowness in a way that is engaging and non-frustrating and i haven't i haven't really it reminds me of like a like a sludge metal
3: song <laughs> hey man i've seen so i've seen tarkovsky's solaris yeah, was... like 16 times sure, i've it's... seen stalker like yeah. 24 times i watched it's Thinking different like...
0: than tarkovsky okay oh! different kind of yeah it's a different it's a different way of doing it
3: have you seen hard to be a god brandon no i actually haven't you should watch hard to be a god you should Maybe also read the book hard to be a god but uh, i'm not really sure which order to do them because uh Liz Ryerson, are you a fan of Hard to Be a God?
1: I I don't know what that is. What is it?
3: It's a movie based on another Strugatsky Brothers novel. Oh, okay. Like Stalker is based on a Strugatsky Brothers novel, uh, so it's Hard to Be a God. Uh, Look it up. It's the grossest possible movie. Okay. Though it's also about, uh, what do you call it? It's about a medieval society, but it turns out it's it's actually an alien planet.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to watch this and then I just forgot
3: to. Um, it is, it is extremely great. I mean, I wouldn't call that my recommendation for the week. You have to be a very specific sort of person to enjoy it.
1: I, I would probably like it.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think you'd like Hard to Be a God. I think you would also like it as well, Brandon. And, uh, once I would, I also think you would especially really, really like the, uh, uh, the book as well. You should read the book Hard to Be a God. Maybe I will. Which is, uh, I love the book. The book is very different in tone from the film, but, uh. I don't know, man. That's one of my favorite things. So, so uh, yeah, I'm ready to watch uh, some sort of uh, Korean uh, slow-paced sort of sci-fi. I yeah. mean, all I saw was I saw like a couple promotion images of it, and I looked it up, and I saw like uh, who made it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll watch this. I don't care. Yeah, I, I think uh, just go ahead and watch it. It's my advice. Yeah, it's on my it's it's in my Netflix list, which uh, I'm proud to say doesn't have too much stuff in it anymore.
2: All right. Good. Who else wants to go? What's so
1: was hard to be a god? Your your recommendation? Sorry, I no. would
3: I wouldn't call it an official recommendation. No.
1: All right. I will I will recommend the favorite since I already mentioned it and I watched it recently
3: uh with spelled with the don't uh forget the u or you're gonna it's you're gonna get something uh, yeah
1: but it's like a it's uh yorkos lanthimos and uh screenplay by a couple of different people but if you've ever seen barry linden the kubrick movie it is like filmed very similarly in that they use like period costumes or whatever um and they use natural light but it's like way more like animated it's way more like the dialogue is very snappy but it's also like a very dark movie i don't know it was really really well done just all the performances like the filming and stuff it kind of everything came together uh i also saw the movie beetlejuice i never actually watched that movie uh the whole way through but i think it's pretty good and it's kind of funny that tim burton uh used to be good at some point because i i didn't actually
2: know that uh until recently
3: i wouldn't call him good i would say it was just kind of a it was it was a fluke i liked that movie I
2: liked that, and I liked Pee Wee's Big Adventure.
3: It was a Beetle Fluke. Pee Wee's Big Mm, Adventure was all Pee Wee. Yeah, I like
2: I liked uh,
1: Batman uh, Returns.
3: Oh man, Batman Returns is weird. You know what? It's been long enough. I hate those Batman movies, he dude. I hate them. I'm sorry.
1: I only saw Mm. Batman Returns recently, and I liked it. So
3: I saw them as as a child, as a chibis, and I disliked both of them. Uh, However. I had spent the only 5 dollars I had on a t-shirt at Target of the Batman. Oh, it all comes back to Target. I continued yeah. to wear it for like 2 years after seeing the movie. So I had to and then while watching the movie I was like, I don't like this. And then I was like, got to keep wearing the shirt, though, because the shirt's cool. Still, I like shirt. those
0: movies, but the the other person that lives here in my house who I showed the movies to was
1: like, why do you like these? <laughs> I, I, I just Your like dog? how everyone is like a weird, horny freak, I guess. I, I do like that element of, of that Tim Burton movie. The reason
0: I like it is because of the set design and all the yeah. wild stuff they got going on in there.
1: I was not necessarily a fan of of him from what I knew like when I was a kid and I saw like that Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie and that was like god awful. I, I felt that was one of a movie going experience where I had where I was like I felt like I was in a different plane of reality like it, I did, didn't understand
3: why it was even made yeah well i mean for money i mean they they made some money off of it i assume uh,
1: yeah no they did they definitely did
3: have you seen his the alice in wonderland movies he directed with the uh, no, uh, johnny no. depp as the mad hatter Mm-mm. somehow somehow top billed as the mad hatter everyone's favorite character from uh, the <laughs> alice in wonderland universe those <laughs> oh, movies uh, were at least uh, the first one it was incredibly awful so i yeah. i remember seeing that and thinking what happened to this guy and then i remember thinking oh he just kind of always sucked you ch- take I, it back to like i a, don't agree with edward that edward scissorhands hate that movie i've never seen edward
1: scissorhands but edward is a good movie oh, i Ed, have seen that more recently i like edward edward scissorhands
0: you
3: know why edward is a good movie It's cuz it's in black and white and it's it's so bold of him to put it's uh, <laughs> I, I don't know it's so bold of him to make a movie in black and white in modern times
0: yeah but what's his name did a good
3: job as bella lagosi <laughs> oh yeah bella l martin uh martin whatever Lando?
1: His, martin landau yeah
3: so okay, you can't you can't say Tim Burton is a good director because of Pee Wee's Big Adventure, because that's all Pee Wee. That's all Pee Wee. I, okay. so, I would say uh, he's he okay. a good director now, but uh at one point I think he he had stuff going on. He would have been nothing without Pee Wee for Pee Wee's Big Adventure, so you can't count that. Beetlejuice okay. is okay. Um Batman, uh he's got Jack and he's got Prince, he's got Michael Keaton. You want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts batman returns danny devito saying it could be worse my nose could be gushing blood max shrek played by christopher walken okay all of that stuff works anything else of his is uh uh soul sucked and vapid and uh he can get in the dumpster for all i care
2: what's your recommendation tim
3: my recommendation is uh just shut up okay uh, no, that's not my recommendation. Um, I don't know what Are, are you are you Danny I DeVito don't, I don't and I don't, I don't have a recommendation. Oh man, you mean Oswald Cobblepot? Oswald Cobblepot. Yeah. I am
1: <laughs> the man.
3: I am
2: an animal.
3: Oh my god, lord. Oswald Cobblepot. I saw on Twitter today. I saw a little uh a thing in the sidebar. I try to not I only open my uh, internet browser late at night when I'm done with my business. Uh there was a thing in the sidebar in the news, like the news topics that it thinks I care about. A variety story that says the batman will be one of the longest comic book movies ever that's what it said in the sidebar and i'm like i clicked i'm like i guess i gotta figure out how long this movie is it's it's 167 minutes dude just make it three hours at that point get another 13 minutes in there right like you you cowards like it's so it's so wild that they're out there just uh, advertising how long their movies are now Yeah, it's weird that's that's very strange Uh, i guess they're getting into
0: the that phase of video game advertising where you got the number of hours
3: that it takes yeah Yeah, that
2: that was one of the questions in the regular episode that we might do next week instead dying
3: light we'll have over 500 hours yeah
2: we'll talk about that next week
1: it's gotta be over 20 hours or i'm gonna go beat up everyone in the
2: target All right, well, I've got some recommendations. First of all, identify the closest usable public bathroom to wherever you live, that's important. Uh, And if you do, why don't you uh, tell us in the forums, uh, forums forums.insertcredit.com.
3: I just want to say there's one in the lobby of my apartment building, so I guess that's kind of right.
2: Yeah, you're good, you're good.
3: I guess I win. I win.
2: Yeah, you win. When? I was well, waiting that was
3: that. for that. That was for me.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'd also like to recommend if you're listening to this show on any platform where you can subscribe to a review podcast that you engage with us in that way. Uh, you could also go to patreon.com slash insert credit where you could become a patron to submit your own topics, listen to monthly bonus episodes and get other exclusive content. And you can follow us on Twitter for our own personal updates and project. The show is at insert credit. I'm at Alex Jaffe. Brandon is at NecroSofty. Tim is at 108. And Liz is at Eliguro this show is edited by esper quinn (laughs) with music by kurt feldman once more i'm alex jaffe
3: Uh, i'm tim rogers i'm brandon sheffield
2: and i'm liz ryerson and you gotta admit batman i played this stinking podcast like a harp from hell That's a line from Batman. With original
3: (laughs) music from Kurt Feldman. Yeah.